Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, the first three days of the FIBA World Cup are in the books. Team USA has played once. They've won once. Carlton Towns has won two games. We'll talk about Cats' performances so far, how Ant played in Team USA's win, and also the struggles for other Timberwolves players, namely Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, thus far at the FIBA World Cup. It's all coming to the show. Welcome in. You are Lockdown Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. And perhaps while you're listening to this, um, either Team USA just finished playing game two, or uh, maybe uh, actually maybe they're currently playing more likely than not when you're listening to this if it's Monday morning. Um, but today on the show, we're talking all things FIBA World Cup. Uh, through the weekend, USA had only played one game. Uh, Carlton Towns, though, two games in the books. Rudy Gobert, two games in the books. We'll talk about Kyle Anderson in China. That's what today's show is all about. A big thank you here off the top, though, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku or Amazon Fire TV. This show and all the other Minnesota Lockdown podcasts are available there. More great local sports coverage 24-7 for free. Download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon. That's with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right. Uh FIBA World Cup started on Friday. Team USA didn't play until Saturday morning. Uh, it was like 7.30, 7.40 Central Time. Hopefully you got a chance to watch that game. And then also Monday morning, roughly the same time. Although the Wednesday game for Team USA is at like, I think it's at like 5 or something, 5 a.m. Central. So um, we'll see whether or not I get the opportunity to watch that before I podcast on Wednesday morning. TBD on that. But today's show, I want to talk about, well, either way, we'll talk about Monday's game on Wednesday, right? But I want to talk about Friday's team, or excuse me, Saturday's Team USA game. Also, Cat has been dominating for the Dominican Republic. We'll talk about that here in a minute. We'll also talk about Slow Mo and Rudy Gobert. Let's start, though, with Team USA. Um, not only is Anthony Edwards playing for Team USA, but, um, you know, hey, we're rooting for Team USA. People woke up, right? Um, Team USA beat New Zealand on Saturday morning. The final margin was not close, but the game itself was actually really competitive overall. And of course, Team USA is ranked second in the world. We talked about this a little bit the other day, but basically that ranking has to do with all of the international competitions going back up to six years. And yes, the U.S. has won some stuff, but they've also finished third. They finished seventh in in the World Cup back in like 2019. Um, which still impacts the ranking and all that stuff. So that's why Team USA second and Spain is first. But Team USA had a good draw coming into the tournament. New Zealand is 26th in the world, ranked 26th. And the Monday game is against Greece, who's ranked ninth. So definitely a tougher draw, although no Giannis Attentacupo, of course, playing for Greece. So certainly a game Team USA should win. But on Saturday morning against New Zealand, uh, New Zealand's a team that doesn't have... um, they don't have NBA talent on that roster, 
right? Uh, I don't believe they have anybody on the roster that's appeared in the NBA. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think that there's anybody there. And yet, early in the game, New Zealand had a 10-point lead in the first quarter. And the the concern was, you know, as it always is for Team USA, right? Coming into these games overconfident and or lackadaisical because of that overconfidence, just assuming that you're going to be able to win simply based on, you know, uh, superior talent, which is obviously superior talent, right? But it's just like it's just like a defending champion in any sport coming back the next year. There's a target on your back. You're going to get the opposing team's best shot every single night. And that's what happens when you're on Team USA. And early on, that's all it took for New Zealand to build a double-digit lead. Second quarter, actually really end of the first quarter, the U.S. pushed back a bit, but certainly in the second quarter. And I mean, honestly, Anthony Edwards struggled to start the game. Like it was actually the unfortunate side of of classic Anthony Edwards, and we've talked about this on the show a bunch, and and I keep using the same example, so bear with me if you've heard me say this before, if you're a regular listener to the show, but I go back to that Saturday matinee, the second to last game, 81 of the regular season against San Antonio, when Anthony Edwards just did look like he wanted to be there uh, back the second to last game of the regular season, and then the next day, Sunday, against the Pelicans, a very important game. He obviously shows up to play. It was fantastic in the playoffs, and that's just the most recent example that we saw lackadaisical Ant being in game 81 of the regular season before play-ins and before the playoffs, but there's a handful of those during the season where it's a quote-unquote winnable game or a game the Wolves are favored in. They should win, and Ant doesn't play with that same ant fire that we see so much of the time. And that's what happened early in the game. He turned the ball over. There were a couple of really bad ant turnovers early in the first quarter. Like just there was one, he just had the ball taken from him. That other, he basically just dribbled it right into the defender. Like it was just a loose dribble, dribbled it right into the defender. Um, Ended up actually with five turnovers in this game. But those two early really stood out as just not bad decisions, just lackadaisical carelessness, right? Which is, I realized redundant, but that's what it was. It was careless. It was lackadaisical, however you want to say it. And it wasn't the only culprit. Uh, the team in general was obviously sloppy. That's how you get down by 10 to New Zealand. But Anthony Edwards, specifically early in this game, it took him a minute to get going. Now, he had, I think, 10 at halftime. So he got going a little in the second quarter. But certainly second half was when he kind of, uh, I guess he only had four points in the second half. But um, he asserted himself a little bit more defensively, certainly in the open floor as a distributor. And again, the thing that has impressed me the most, and I've said this after almost every Team USA exhibition game earlier in the month, the most impressive thing has been Ant's decision-making and passing prowess in international play. And he only had three assists to the five turnovers, but I thought the decision-making was good. He had that one play late in the game. The U.S. was up 12 or 14, and I think Paolo Bencaro just had a block, and Ant came down the floor and could have taken his guy, probably could have gotten to the basket, but waited a beat. Bancaro was trailing the play, got him the ball, and, and, and Paolo ended up making a tough shot in the paint. And Bancaro, by the way, was probably the best player on the floor in this game. He was fantastic. But it was it was again a good an example of good feel by Anthony Edwards. And that is the one area that I keep saying he improved last season, even if the efficiency wasn't all that much better, even if the defense was better, but maybe not that much more consistent. There were a lot of areas that Ant didn't improve significantly in, but I thought the feel and decision making in general, at least when it comes to passing the basketball, was much improved last year for the Timberwolves. And we've seen it on display in FIBA so far for Ant, uh, albeit mostly in exhibitions, but then now in game one against New Zealand. Anthony Edwards' ability to uh, know where and when the ball should be delivered, 
and not simply call his own number all the time, but still obviously pick his spots because that's the guy he is, right? He is the guy. As we talked about last week, Steve Kerr and Team USA are acknowledging he is the guy on this team, and he's going to be the guy for the Timberwolves for the foreseeable future. But knowing when it is time to defer or when the right basketball play is to make the pass, it might not be the big moment at the end of the game, right? But if it's those moments leading up to the big moment, he knows where to deliver the ball and when. And I thought Ant did a really good job with that again in this game. And I know the five turnovers to the three assists, but again, actually passing the ball, um, I think only two of his turnovers were him passing the basketball. Uh, you know, we saw, oh, there was a travel early in the game too, actually. So that was, that actually happened before the two where he just, I think first possession he traveled. Um, so three of his five turnovers were in the first quarter, at least two were just giving the ball up with a loose dribble. Another was the travel. So those are just careless, right? And they still count the same. So we can't completely excuse them. But the decision-making, again, was sound for Ant. He finished with 14 points, which was only, uh, I guess it was second on the team in scoring. Five of 10 shooting, five of seven on twos, missed all three of his three-point attempts. Got to the line seven times, but we saw some of those free-throw issues that we saw last year, late regular season with the Wolves kind of crop up again. He's been solid in exhibition for FIBA, but just four of seven at the line. Seven rebounds, which is really nice to see. Three assists, five turnovers and one steal in this game. I want to talk a little more Team USA, what else went right, and a couple more notes on Ant next, and then we'll get into Cat and the Dominican Republic. We'll get into Kyle Anderson. We'll get into Rudy Gobert. All the Timberwolves-related goings-on that we've seen so far at FIBA World Cup. Uh, so we'll do that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. And again, that deal is unbelievable, by the way. Uh, if you haven't already gotten NFL Sunday ticket, that this is the way to go to get it. Of course, it moved to YouTube TV now instead of uh, where it used to be. So again, just go bet $5 at uh, at FanDuel and you'll get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. You'll also get 200 in bonus bets. Now's the time to do it. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on. If you're watching on YouTube, it's at the bottom of your screen right there. The app is easy to use. You could be on everything again from spreads to player props and more over at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Kick off the NFL season with an offer that you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. A big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, every day is we're going to keep talking FIBA World Cup. Wednesday, we'll talk about Monday's game and maybe even Wednesday morning's game if I can get the show or get the show. The game watched before I record the show. Uh, but we'll talk lots more FIBA. There's also been some interesting stuff at ESPN about like Kevin Pelton had an article about uh, could how would this Team USA do as like an NBA team if this was a 12-man roster in the NBA. Um, that's kind of fun. So I want to talk about that a little bit Wednesday if dependent, unless something crazy happens uh, that we have to really break down with Team USA. But um, some of that stuff kind of on my radar here for the rest of the week. So lots of FIBA World Cup talk. It is indeed that time of year. All right. Uh, let's keep talking Team USA. A couple more ant notes. So I mentioned um, his line, the seven rebounds, he was aggressive on the glass. And I don't know how much of this is strategy-wise. I think I need to pay a little more, uh, uh, have a closer eye toward what Team USA's strategy is on the glass. But 
Um, I mean, they out obviously bigger than New Zealand, even playing small as they do, but we're a plus eight on the glass, 41-33 over New Zealand rebounding-wise, uh, but only five offensive rebounds. And in addition to the bigs, I mean, Anthony Edwards led Team USA in rebounds. He had seven boards. Nobody else had more than four. They were actually, according to this box score, which found out during the exhibition season weren't always accurate, but I think now that we're out of exhibitions, this is going to be more more accurate. There were six players on Team USA that had exactly four rebounds. Ant was the only one with more. He had seven boards in 24 minutes, tied for uh, basically the team lead in minutes. He played, I guess he played about a minute less than Jalen Brunson. Um, but the activity on the glass and in the open, in the open floor, loose balls, 50-50 balls, Ant seemed to be a little more aggressive in this game than he is in the average Timberwolves game. And, and again, that's just one area where he needs to clean it up a little bit. But that was encouraging to see. Um, I thought he was really, really solid in that regard in this game. As far as the rest of Team USA, I mentioned this earlier. Paolo Bancaro was really good. And if if you listen to this show, if you've been listening for over a year, I didn't talk a whole lot about the draft uh, last year because the Timberwolves uh, weren't a factor early in the lottery, obviously. Um, but I, that of course, that was the draft where they picked Walker Kessler late. But I, I was a little lower on Paolo Bancaro coming out of the draft or coming into the draft, coming out of the college season than a lot of people were. And obviously he won rookie of the year. I wouldn't have voted for him for rookie of the year, but I understand why he did. He's extremely talented, obviously, but he was really good in this game. The touch that he showed uh, both in the paint and outside the paint, knocked down a couple of threes. One was a straight heat check opportunity, um, but the activity level, the feel for where to be on the floor, the work as a trailer, um, defensively, he was solid. He had four blocks. Again, uh, just a much bigger, more athletic team, Team USA is versus New, New Zealand, obviously. But I was very impressed by Ben Carey. He was probably the best player on the floor in general in this game. Um, Jaron Jackson, by the way, was also really good. Had 12 points, only played 16 minutes. Uh, he was in foul trouble, which is part of the reason um, that there was just more opportunities for Ben Carey to be effective. But Jaron Jackson had four boards um, and 12 points in just 16 minutes. Again, Foul trouble, but the size advantage for Team USA was huge. I would say next to Bancaro, Austin Reeves was actually really good. I think at times in the exhibition season, he pressed a bit too much off the bench. Um, oftentimes, uh, Austin Reeves is coming into the game for Ant, and then Ant comes back and plays limited minutes with Austin Reeves. But essentially, Reeves is playing the Ant role off the bench, where he's kind of orchestrating that uh sort of second unit for Team USA. He had 12 points. Austin Reeves did on four of six shooting, knocked down both of his three-point attempts, a couple of rebounds, six assists to only one turnover and three steals for Austin Reeves. Defensively, he was very good in this game, uh, but he's been really, really strong for Team USA, and I thought he had a great game. So Bancaro, Reeves, if I was doing studs and duds like I do for Timberwolves games, I'd say Bancaro, Reeves, and probably still Anthony Edwards would be the studs in this game. Therese Halberton had a couple good moments too. Uh, Duds, I mean, Jaron Jackson played really well, so it's tough to get too upset about uh, what he brought to the table, even though he had the foul trouble. Um, really none. I mean, like Brandon Ingram in general has been a little bit disappointing to me. He only had one bucket in this game, and it's like when the ball gets to him, he kind of forces things. There's probably going to be a game upcoming where he has a strong performance and kind of helps carry the team. That would be my guess. But in general, he has been a little bit underwhelming thus far in international play for me would be uh, would be Brandon Ingram. But anyway, Team USA has, again, maybe it just happened if you're listening to this midday Monday or something, uh, but uh, Greece on Monday which is the most difficult, should be the most difficult game in, in Team USA's pool. And then Wednesday, I believe, would be Jordan before moving on to the next the next round, I guess. And and real quickly, just to, to be clear what this is, is the top two teams from each group 
Um, and, and again, point differential matters, or I guess I think it's points scored, maybe not technically differential. Um, the the top two teams from the group advance, and then they're essentially regrouped, and then they're in another group of four, and each team will play against the two teams they haven't faced already. Um, and then after that, then you advance into what becomes ultimately the the, the semifinals into the medal round. So still after the Jordan game Wednesday, assuming USA beats Greece and Jordan, I, I don't really want to assume that, but for the sake of this, this uh, discussion, let's do that. Then they'll have two more games that they'll have to win before they advance into like the real kind of tournament portion where uh, uh, essentially teams are kind of reseeded as you move into semifinals and then the medal round. So um, speaking of, though, the Dominican Republic now knows it'll be part of this next uh, no matter what happens in game three, they'll be part of this next this uh, second grouping, if you will. The Dominican beat uh, the Philippines on Friday, and I, I, when I was recording Friday's show, it was actually during the game, so I was kind of score updating during Friday's show. But the Dominican Republic and Carl Anthony Towns defeated Philippines and Jordan Clarkson. It was close; they only ended up winning by six. And and the Dominican is ranked twenty third in the world. The Philippines were fortieth coming into the tournament, so it shouldn't have been that close. But Jordan Clarkson really giving a bump to uh, to the Philippines, and. Carlton Towns was really good. He struggled from the field on Friday, but he got to the line 16 times. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds in Friday's win over the Philippines. Only five of 16 from the field and one of five from three-point range, but he was 15 of 16 at the free-throw line. And again, 10 boards, no assists, and he did have five turnovers. So it was a little bit of an up-and-down game, but he played 35 minutes and really, really led the way for the Dominican Republic. Uh, again, they only have one other player with NBA experience, and that's uh, Lester Quinones of the Warriors. Nobody else is an NBA player or, or has NBA experience. So a big win on Friday for the Dominican. And then on Sunday, the Dominican Republic came out and beat Italy, which was their most challenging test. Obviously, Italy's ranked 10th in the world and does have guys who, you know, NBA caliber talent on the team. Um, I don't believe they have anyone. Oh, besides Spaniola, obviously, who I guess technically doesn't have NBA experience either. But Matteo Spaniola of the Wolves is on Italy. Uh, of course, second round pick a couple of years ago. He only played eight minutes in the game against the Dominican. But I don't think there's anyone else that actually has NBA experience on that roster. Uh, but anyways, the Dominican Republic won by five. Cat played much better. He had 24 points, 11 rebounds, five assists to three turnovers in that game. Shot Three of, excuse me, seven of 15 overall, four of nine from outside the arc, six of eight at the line, again, aggressive getting to the free throw line. And this was actually really a mix. Like Cat did a little bit of everything in this game. He um, shot the ball well off the dribble, which we know he can do. He attacked a little bit, but also the distributing again, five assists. But the ability when when teams were like, he's obviously the guy to key in on if you're the opposition uh, facing the Dominican Republic at, at, at FIBA. But when teams were crashing him with double teams, he was making the right decisions, which we saw a lot more of last year before he was injured and a little bit towards the end of the year, where Cat is just more comfortable passing the ball than he was just a, even just a couple of years ago. Like he's not doing the crazy softball passes underhand to the opposite corner. He's not like some of the passes are wow passes. They're not like, again, I, I hesitate to even bring this. They're not Nikola Jokic passes, right? But some of them are impressive. Like they're the right read and they're a good pass. And I, I think he's gone from overrated as a passer and people are like, oh, he's a big man that can pass. But then, you know, he had those turnover issues. I think he's a little bit underrated as a passer now. Like picking his spots, finding, making the right reads, that stuff is happening more frequently for Cat, both in the NBA and then so far in this tournament. 
and also scoring. Like he needs to be their leading scorer. He tied with Andres Feliz with 24 points to lead the team in scoring, but of course he led them in rebounding with 11. It was second in assists, tied for second in assists with the five. So now the Dominican is 2-0, and and they have a winnable game against, obviously winnable, against number 41 Angola. Of course, we don't want to chalk that one up too early. They play Tuesday. So we'll talk about that on Wednesday show. And if they go 3-0, like they're going to be in really good shape moving into that next round. They'll likely play Serbia um, in the next round. If I'm reading the the pool uh, draws the groups correctly, I believe they'll play Serbia. And um, we'll talk about China here in a second, but they probably won't play China given how things started for China. Um all that to say, like, Cat is doing what he's got to do. And, and good on Cat for playing as well as he has here early in the tournament. All right, let's update on Rudy Gobert. Let's less positive update. And then also Kyle Anderson. We'll do that here next. All right, for as well as things have gone so far in the FIBA World Cup for Carl Anthony Towns in the Dominican Republic and also Anton Team USA through admittedly just one game. Not as smooth for Rudy Gobert in France, to say the least. Coming into the tournament, France was ranked fifth in the entire world and, of course, has, I don't know that I'd say top-level NBA talent anymore, but legitimate NBA talent and obviously Gobert, Evan Fournier, and now much older, but still Nicholas Batum, an NBA player, and some other guys that have you know had moments in the NBA, a couple kind of fringe NBA guys. And they lost in game one to Canada. They were blown out by 30 points to Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I forgot to mention him earlier, but blown out by Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Shea Gilgis-Alexander Gilgis in Canada by 30 in the first game. In that game, Rudy Gobert had eight points and nine rebounds, four of nine shooting. He only had one block shot, committed four turnovers, and uh, was a minus 17 in a 30-point loss. Played 27 minutes, which is the second most of anybody on the French roster and um, I guess I'll also talk about Canada's as long as we're here. But Canada's really good, right? Like they have a stacked roster. The Dominican beat them in an exhibition game. Cat and and the Dominican did. But here in pool play, Canada, like they should be very comfortable, uh, it, it, you know, moving forward. They've got a really stacked roster. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Kelly Olenek, uh, Dylan Brooks, Dwight Powell's on that team, RJ Barrett. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was actually tied for third in scoring in that win over France. He had 12 points, had four of nine shooting, knocked down four three-pointers, had a couple of assists and a couple of rebounds. And actually, um, Canada, by the way, while we're on the topic, the Alexander Walker hit four threes in their win over Lebanon too. So they beat Lebanon by 55 and they beat France by 30. So Canada looks really good. And Alexander Walker has eight total made threes through the two games. And he's obviously a big part of Canada's attack. So keep an eye on Canada. Um, they are ranked what? Uh, they're, I think they're in the top 10. Oh no, they're 15th. They're 15th internationally. That ranking is going to go up after FIBA. Um, and, and Nikhil Alexander Walker has been fantastic. But anyway, French, French, France lost to Canada by 30. And then they took on Latvia on Sunday morning and lost by a bucket. It came down to the end. France missed a, a potential game winning three. They kind of ignored, I mean, Rudy wasn't completely open, but he was kind of open under the hoop, didn't get the ball to him. In fact, Rudy Gobert attempted exactly one shot in the loss to Latvia, which effectively, I, I don't think it officially eliminates France from the tournament overall, but they obviously can't medal anymore losing two, their first two games because at best they'll be one and two in pool play, right? So they obviously can't advance. Um, Gobert had one shot attempt and it was a dunk with like three or four minutes left. And that was the last bucket of the game for France. Uh, Rudy had... Nine points, seven of eight at the line, but just one of one from the field. Seven boards. 
He had three steals. He had two blocks. He also committed four fouls and uh, was a minus five in 26 minutes. Led the team in minutes, or excuse me, was second in minutes to Batum. Nope, third in minutes to Batum and Fournier. Uh, Fournier had 27 in the loss. Batum had 13. And uh, just a really disappointing uh, showing for France and for Rudy Gobert. Um, like, it's it's hard to kind of understate how how bad it is. Like, Latvia, like, good for them, obviously. Latvia is ranked 29th. Like, it's one thing to lose to to Canada, who's who's good, but Latvia is 29th in the in the uh, in the world. Now they take on Lebanon in a game that, frankly, doesn't matter really, other than pride. Um, and that's a that's just a tough, tough, tough tournament for Rudy Gobert and for France. Um, also, Kyle Anderson is playing for China. And he was not good in China's first game. They've only played one as of me recording this. They play Monday morning um, around the same time that the U.S. is playing. But Kyle Anderson had no points on 0 of 9 shooting for Canada, excuse me, for China. Four rebounds, four assists, and a steal. But he was a team worst minus 35 in what was ultimately a 42-point loss to Serbia. Of course, Serbia is very good um, now. No, no Nikola Jokic playing for Serbia. Um, and Serbia is ranked sixth in the world, but no Jokic. They do have Nikola Jovic, of course, of the Heat. They've got um, a couple other guys that are kind of NBA caliber talents. And they're a very good team, but they beat China by 42. Kyle Anderson went scoreless in his Team China debut. So not a great start to the tournament for Kyle Anderson. Not a great start to the tournament for Rudy Gobert. They kind of like two lows, right? Like really, really bad for those guys. Nikhil Alexander-Walker in Canada, 2-0. Anthony Edwards in Team USA, 1-0, and Carl Anthony Towns in the Dominican, 2-0. We're going to have a lot of Timberwolves guys to talk about as this tournament moves forward. So uh, a really good start for for all of them and, and fun to see. And again, we'll talk Team USA. We'll talk uh, whatever happens in Game 2 for uh, Kyle Anderson in China on Monday as well. That will all be on Wednesday's show. And then also, if we're able, to, if I'm able to see the Team USA game before the show Wednesday, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Uh, but an exciting week. Lots of good basketball being played. And of course, it gets more competitive as it goes. And Team USA really has no excuse to not you know, make it to the, the final rounds, uh, the fi- I guess the medal round, and, and really to the championship game. Um, so we'll see how all that shakes out. All right, that's all we got for you today here on the show. A big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Um, of course, we'll like I said, we'll be back Wednesday. We're still Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now. We'll go back to daily at some point in September. Um, so make sure to to, uh, to tune back in on Wednesday. Of course, you can watch on YouTube. You can listen wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember. The Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.